Relationships never die a natural death. They are always murdered by attitude, behavior, ego, or ignorance. Welcome to Don't Quit, where you come to be encouraged to live a better life full of joy and purpose. Today, we are going to jump into how to have an intentional relationship and 10 practical ways to be more intentional in your relationships to have the best relationship that you can. This is just going to be such a great episode and I think it's going to really help you feel more on top of your game in your relationship. So let's jump into this. I'm Paige, your podcast host. And first, I just want to thank you so much for writing the reviews that you guys do. They make my day, they encourage me, and they're just so impactful to me. And I hope you realize that and will take the time to go onto Apple and write me a review. They just are the highlight of my days getting to read them. I want to read today this review from Jay. This will now be part of my weekly routine. I needed to work on things in my life and now I am. And that is just so exciting because I have always had a passion for being intentional in my life. And just like today, we're talking about how to have an intentional relationship. And I think too often in life, we get distracted from being intentional and it is more important than ever. Thank you, Jay, for that review. That means the world to me and it's encouraging to know that others are out there working on themselves as well. We're doing this together. Thanks, Jay, for that awesome review. Let's start off today by looking at what love is, right? And also some statistics that just were kind of shocking to me. So love is both a feeling and an action. Of course, we fall in love and it's all feelings and exciting, but I would encourage you that you always have to take action steps. If we don't have action, the feelings won't last. So an intentional relationship is pretty much well guaranteed to develop deeper trust and more authentic love. And I think it's really going to form you as a team and it'll prepare you for life's challenges. So there's so many benefits to being intentional with your relationship. And just as a quick side note is I want to encourage you that my most important tip all the time in every situation, relationships, in your daily life, in raising your kids, in your work ethic, always practice gratitude don't just speak it, but also think about how thankful you are. And in today's episode, how we're talking about relationships, and that really does relate to being intentionally grateful for the person you're with. Don't get into negative patterns of thinking about them because it's going to be very damaging to your relationship. And I know that's easier said than done in some cases, but I just encourage you to start thinking about how you're thinking about that other person. And if you are practicing finding the wonderful traits that they have and the things that they do and picking out those and speaking it to them. I know for me with Rick, I think so many amazing things, but I get like nervous and I don't even know why, but I get nervous to actually speak them. So I've challenged myself that when I think something nice about him, I have to say it. And it is amazing how it not only changes like our relationship dynamic, but it also changes how my kids view Rick, now their dad, and also how they see us interacting. It's just, it's a really impactful thing. And I would encourage you to practice gratitude. So 50% of marriages end in divorce. That's just a large statistic. If you think about half of all marriages, and I think that's really sad, um, especially just realizing how much love and, and life is lost when the marriage, when these marriages end, how many kids suffer and all of that. 
Here are a few breakup statistics that I thought were interesting. 22% of breakups happen because of cheating. 28% because of loss of interest. 20% because of distance issues. And other the other category is 30%. And relationships aren't just forgetting things. I know we think that we need to find that perfect person that completes us, that makes us so happy and are going to come into our life and just really make it the best that it can be. But I wanna encourage you that relationships are really forgiving. So I I would say never fall in love to make yourself happy. Fall in love to make the person you fall in love with happy. It's gonna bring so much more authentic joy. So the first thing that you can do to be more intentional is if it bothers you, bring it up. And I can't stress this one enough, especially if you're an overthinker. I am an overthinker. If you go back and listen to my podcast episode on overthinking, just two back, so it would be episode eight. It is so good. And it talks all about why we overthink and how we can combat that. Lack of communication really kills relationships more than basically anything. So what I would say is if something's bothering you three days after it was said, bring it up and address it. And not every minor annoyance needs to be a conversation because that's just really not fair. But if something's really weighing on you, it definitely needs to be addressed. So don't hold things in. It's going to cause more problems. Number two is ask questions instead of statements. I think this really shows concern and care rather than that me, me, me mentality. So for this one, it can be challenging sometimes because I know for me as a mom, I tend to state things to my kids because it gets better results. You don't ask them, hey, would you do this for me? You say, I need you to do this, go do it. In a marriage, I would encourage you to ask questions because it shows that you care and that you want to understand their point of view. You're not just railroading their ideas or what they need to do with their time. So get in the habit of being intentional with asking questions. Number three is seek to understand, not agree. And I think that's so easy in concept, but difficult in application. I think that our conversations can quickly turn to arguments when we are invested in hearing our partner admit that we were right or when we are intent on changing their opinion. Do you find yourself listening to your spouse talk about something and you wanting to change their opinion because you don't like their opinion on that. And I think, you know, it's common. We want to agree on like everything, but I think we really need to change that because it's detrimental and it's, it can erode our relationships. And I think if we approach conversations really with anyone, not just your spouse, but it's an opportunity to understand the other person and understand their perspective rather than just being opposed or waiting for them to concede on an issue just really hear them out listen be open-minded and just understand them and where they are at you might not have the same opinion or they might not be at the same place as you are but that's okay right it's it's okay to just understand and not have to agree every moment Number four is date creatively, surprise each other. And I would really encourage you to get out of your comfort zone. I know I get in such a rut of wanting to do the same dates with Rick every single time, the same restaurant, the same coffee shop afterwards. It's like we just go and do the same thing. And it's really not a good thing. It's something I'm working on to get out of my comfort zone because 
it's really important. And there's something called the 2% mindset. And really listen to this because it's pretty crazy. So it basically says that 98% of the population, so this could be you right now, you live in your comfort zone, meaning you allow fear, you play it safe, you just get by, you procrastinate, you have regrets, you are kind of like your peers, and basically you just are surviving, right? You're just getting by. And that's 98% of the population, then 2%. Only 2% ever break out of this and actually live, which means going for your dreams, building your confidence, continuing to press forward despite fears you may have, embracing the unknown, choosing happiness, being fulfilled, and living without limits. Basically, 2% are choosing to look at life as an exciting challenge. I encourage you to build excitement into your relationship by dating creatively, by surprising each other, no matter whether you've been married a year or 50 years. Get out and do something different. And also, as a side note, this does not mean that 2% don't have fears or regrets. That 2% just means that they take control of them rather than letting their circumstances define their future. If you want something in life you've never had, you'll have to do something you've never done. Number five is become an expert on your partner. And this can really be done in all different ways. It's super fun when you think about this. So one thing Rick and I like to do is we look up questions online and we'll just ask each other these questions when we're on a date or when we're driving in the car, any downtime we have, we will ask each other fun questions. And sometimes you think you know everything about your significant other, but then you're going to realize that there's new things constantly because we're changing and we're learning and we're growing as individuals. And there's always something new to be interested in in and find out. And the more you learn about that person, the closer you're going to feel to them. Number six is leave all your distractions behind when together. All right, we've all walked into a restaurant and you look around and you see another couple sitting waiting for their meal and they're both looking at their phones. So I know you maybe have even been there too, where you pull out your phone, you gotta check something, and the next thing you're, you know, you're down the rabbit hole of whatever you're looking at. And people like to blame technology and smartphones for eroding our personal connections, but I wanna actually challenge you today. And this might not be popular opinion, and if you feel differently, let me know, because I'd love to hear your side and seek to understand that as well. But I have to argue on that, that it's not the smartphone's fault because phones do have the ability to connect us to each other. They help us keep in touch despite distances. And I also think they provide an opportunity to encourage each other through like a text. Like if you're far away from someone and you want to reach out and ask them how they're doing, it's a great way to do that. And I, it's my personal opinion that it's easier to blame the technology But I think if you really think about this, I think the problem actually lies with us. I think that we don't have self-control. And so I personally think rather than blaming it on technology, we need to start realizing that there's importance in the moment you're in. There's importance on real relationships and real relationships require real conversation. It requires real engagement and real emotions and being on a phone is not going to do that. So if you don't have the willpower to face that and to put that aside, that's your problem. That's not the phone's problem, right? We can choose how much time we spend 
on these activities. So I encourage you to be fully present when you're together. Hear what the other person is saying. Don't just pretend to listen. Actually focus on what they're saying and listen to them. Don't build a relationship with your device. Build it with the one you chose to spend your life with, right? Number seven is schedule check-in points. Basically have meetings, being intentional with carving out time to talk. And I think that this is a really good one. We try to do this, like there are times when we just feel drained and it's like we took on too much and we need time with each other and we will just set up a time that we're going to just sit and talk whether it's time we go out on a date or actual time when the kids go to bed where it's just our meeting time where we talk about what's going on in life and figure out what we need to figure out together number eight is find out your love language if you haven't read the five love languages by gary chapman do your relationship a favor and read it together. It is so impactful. And actually, if you listen to the episode where I interview Rick about um, life with someone struggling with mental illness, he talks about this book. It's one of his favorites. It's mine too. And it will show you five ways that we express and experience love to one another and why this is important for a healthy, fulfilled relationship. So check out that book and start on your next date together. Start reading it together. Number nine is apologize with meaning. I'm sure you understand that apologizing is a good thing, but it only really makes an impact when you mean it. So if you're saying things like, I'm sorry you feel that way, or I'm sorry you see it that way, or I'm sorry if I upset you, those are a waste of time and breath. I would encourage you to accept that your partner feels hurt, right? Just even if you don't feel like you did anything wrong or you feel like they are not justified in their feelings, they're hurt. And if we can separate that and just realize that the person we love is hurt, then we can actually care to the point of having a real apology. And that can have a significant impact on the happiness of your relationship. And number 10, really the key takeaway here that I don't want you to miss is show up. Most relationships fail because we spend too much time pointing out each other's mistakes and not enough time enjoying each other's company. Amen, right? Are you so tired of worrying about the negative in each other? Like that is not, that's not helpful. That's not going to do anything in the long run. Focusing on the negative is not good. Don't point out each other's mistakes. Just start enjoying the time that you have because it's short and it's fleeting and we only have today. Mark 10, 9 says, therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And I want to encourage you that the best part of mutual intentionality is that it focuses on the effort more than the perfection. You are never going to perfect every single date night. I know for Rick and I, we will go out and we're so excited. We don't have the kids. We're carefree. We can just do whatever. And all of a sudden we're sitting there and completely talking about our kids or disciplining and like how we need to better ourselves in that area or blah, blah, blah. You know how it goes. And you're just like, why did we go out and then end up talking about like, we're supposed to just connect and have fun. It's not going to go perfect. And you're never going to be able to read your partner's mind. Don't expect that from them either. But just be encouraged that the the number one key to an intentional relationship and really to sum up this episode is to just keep showing up. Don't give up. Keep pursuing growth. Keep committing to working for the kind of love you want. Keep asking questions. Keep communicating what you need. 
keep finding new ways to love each other, finding new hobbies to try and fun places to go and never stop having fun together. If you protect your love and you take care of it and you give grace to each other, I think your relationship is going to go to another level. And I know for me, I practice a lot of these. I'm working on some of them because some are hard and some take more time and others are really easy and come easy. But I know for me, I want to have that relationship. I want to leave that legacy of this genuine love that forgives each other, that uplifts each other through anything. I don't want to be talking bad about Rick to my kids or to other people. That is not something that I would feel proud of. And I think that God gave us this beautiful blessing of marriage. It's just the most profound and wonderful thing on this earth, in my opinion. It just branches out and the chance to have children and the chance to grow this family of your own is just such a gift. And never take your spouse for granted. Never take that time together for granted. And I hope that this episode just empowers you to be intentional. I'm really excited about this. If you can't tell, I'm very passionate about it. I'd love to do more on relationship advice and just what works for us and just talking about how, um, you know, being intentional is hard. Life is hard. Life is very difficult to focus our time sometimes and we feel pulled in a million directions and a lot of careers anymore and jobs are just taking us away from our families and our spouses and so I think that you know I never want this to to seem easy to you it is a challenge and you take it day by day and you push forward regardless of the circumstances around you. I can't thank you enough for choosing to spend your time with me. I know it's valuable. I appreciate it. If you would leave me a review on Apple, let me know how you're enjoying these episodes, what you want to hear more of, just anything encourages me and helps to get this message out to others. Share this episode with someone you know that you can encourage their relationship. I pray this coming week is a blessing and that you find ways to be intentional with your spouse and to uplift each other in any way you can. And I'll see you next Wednesday at five o'clock when the new episode comes out.